Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Uh, today, you know, is a day when we have seen a changing of the guard within our governmental system. Uh, many are at odds as to what to do and how to act, really. And when we find ourselves in a place like this, well, we always need to turn to the Bible. And, you know, I have seen a lot of people who are um, expressing themselves in a lot of different ways. Uh, they may be giddy over the new administration, and they're kind of rubbing it in the faces of those that aren't so giddy. Um, and I've also seen the other end, too, where people are just reacting because uh, you know they're hurt and they're discouraged and this type of thing. And I think we just really need to turn to the Bible, and we need to see what it has to tell us in times like this. And I would, uh, I would take you to 1 Peter 2, uh, where it talks a little bit about times like this and how we should act as as a Christian. Uh, this podcast is about politics and it's about Christianity, and so uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna use the Bible and we're gonna see what it, it is uh, uh, supposed to be like when it comes to us as Christians and how we're supposed to act in times like this. First uh, Peter two says, "So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy." and envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If needed, you have tested that the Lord is good. Now, let's take a look real quick at uh, the definition of malice, because it says to put away all of these things. So let's, let's make sure that we understand exactly what it means. And the definition of malice, of course, is the intention or desire to do evil or ill will. Um, and, and yes, we have seen a lot of this kind of thing over the, the, the recent history. Uh, when, when it comes to even like our, the, the riots, uh, you know, both the BLM riots, uh, the, the riot that took place at the Capitol, uh, we, we, we've seen a lot of uh, ill will and desire to do evil. Um, and, and yet we are to put away those type of things. We are not as Christians to react in that way. We are not, uh, supposed to have ill will toward others. And yes, I can understand when, when, when we see politicians in particular, or some sort of bureaucrat who, uh, is just trying to wield power, uh, for power's sake and, and, and whatnot, we, we can think ill will, uh, and want, uh, evil desires, uh, uh, to, to creep up within us. But, um, but that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to put those things away as we, as it says, uh, are, are spiritually maturing. We are getting away from those type of things. Um, well, let's take a look, for instance, at the definition of deceit, the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the, the, the truth. Yes, we've seen a lot of this lately. Uh, we have seen uh, just absolutely misrepresenting truth, uh, taking it and and um, and just projecting onto others what what uh, those people have done themselves, just to try to get the attention away from what they've done. Uh, yes, we've seen a lot of that, but we aren't to do that. As Christians, we are to put away deceit. We are to get away from that and not do that. Yes, the definition of hypocrisy is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or believing to which, uh, or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. Uh, uh, hypocrisy, I, I, I oftentimes think about this, um, 
particularly during Bible times, actors were called hypocrites. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Uh, and, and the actors were called hypocrites. Why? Because what they did and what they said was not really them. They were portraying someone else. They would do things, uh, you know, in a play or whatever. Um, that weren't necessarily things they would normally do in real life. They would say things that, that they wouldn't say as a, as a person uh, in, in their private lives. They were hypocrites, in other words. And so this practice of, of doing things that we wouldn't do or um, you know, uh, saying things to others and telling them to do things when we wouldn't do those ourselves. I mean, uh, look, for instance, uh, you know, President Joe Biden nominated Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine uh, to be assistant secretary to the Department of Health and Human Services, even though he is an incompetent person in that role, and he's a hypocrite, um, and and he is only chosen because of identity politics, the fact that he's a transgender person, uh, and yet we see how how he has performed in that role in Pennsylvania, where he moved. Um, and, and ordered those that had COVID to go into these um, these nursing homes and things, and then moved his own mom out of nursing home because he was afraid that she would get COVID. So we know that that you know, he, he's not very good in that role, but because of identity politics, he's in there. That's hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. And so um, you know we, we we see a lot of that. This this is we're going to see more and more of this because of the administration that we have who loves identity politics. Definition of envy, a feeling of uh, discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Um, we can uh, not be envious of, of others' positions. And and yes, there, the, the liberal left has uh, a lot of uh, positions of power right now, and we cannot be envious of that. We have to put away envy. We can work toward uh, trying to fill positions, particularly uh, political positions. Uh, as Christians and as good leaders, we can uh, work to do that. But we're to put away the envy uh, of those uh, positions and and try to uh, work toward uh, those those things in a loving way, not in, out of uh, envy uh, or in an envious way. Uh, definition of slander. And the last one here. It says the, the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging a person's reputation. I think this is very important to rem- remember, particularly when it comes to our social media and things like this. Uh, we need to not call names and do a lot of things that, uh, you know, say a lot of things that, that, that you know, may not necessarily be true or very over um, generalizations um, and, and make sure that, that we are not slamming people just so we can make ourselves feel good or make them look bad. Uh, we need to make sure that we are not in a slanderous type situation. We're to get away from that, the Bible says. And let's go to verse 8 here again in First Peter 2. It says, and a stone of stumbling or a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word and they were destined to do as they were destined to do. Um, we understand that these people are going to stumble and they are going to uh, not do a lot of really good things. That they're, they're even going to stumble within their own, their own ranks. Um, but, um, but we know that uh, that they are going to try to do a lot of things that aren't very good. 
but they're they're not going to be successful in 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 many of these. Uh, if you look at, for instance, if you look at the Obama administration, um, you know he had eight years as president, and two, the first two of those he had uh, Congress, both houses of the Congress, just like we see now. Uh, but a lot of things did not get done. And in fact, uh, as far as what he wanted to, to, to have happen, um, in fact, he used executive orders uh, to, to get much of the things done. Uh, and he did it because he thought that he, you know, he was the king and he could do whatever he wanted to do. And, and what happened with executive orders? Well, they were immediately re- reversed when uh, Trump uh, got in there. So uh, we know that... that uh, um, that they, they're going to stumble and they're going to fall. And, and, uh, and that's something that foolish people will do. And we can be confident that's what will happen in, in many cases here. Uh, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you uh, may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Okay, so, uh, question. Uh, if they cheat, can we cheat? I've heard that, I've heard that question a, a, a couple different times from, from some people. You know, if they went ahead and cheated in this election, can, can we do the same? Why shouldn't we do the same? Well, because we, um, we, we are called to come out of darkness and into the light. We are not called to, to uh, you know, do the same uh, unscrupulous things as we have seen. Uh, we are held to a higher standard. We are representatives of God and have been called out of the darkness to do good things, not bad things. So we do not uh, do the same thing they do, uh, no matter whether or not that would uh, you know, further what we think is, is right or not. Uh, verse 11, Beloved, I urge you as soldiers and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Now, many of us feel what is happening in our country very deeply, and that is very evident, and that is, and that's a good thing, okay? Because as we uh, we have a, a love for this country and and the the blessing that it is from God, uh, and and we also understand that anger is not a sin, okay? We know anger is not a sin. We know that Jesus was angry when he was here on earth. Uh, and he did not sin. So we know anger is not a sin. It's what we do in that anger that can be a sin. And we know that people are watching. We know that they are watching uh, both whether or not Christians are just going to roll over and play dead. Uh, we know that they're watching uh, if we actually uh, take things too far to the extreme and then we even sin. Uh, people are watching how we as Christians are going to handle this time. And we need to make sure that we glorify God, as it says here in verse 12. We need to, to, they need to see our good deeds and that will glorify God. Evildoers will speak out against us. That will happen. But when we handle things in a godly way, we are literally glorifying God. Isn't that a, a, a cool thing to think about? 
that even though we know evil, evil, evildoers will speak out against us and they will do evil things against us, but as we handle things in a godly way, we will literally glorify God and bring glory to Him. Uh, there will be a lot of bad things happening in these, in these coming years. There's, there's no doubt about it. But our reactions to them will either glorify God or they won't. Not everything is a conspiracy. Not everything that we hear is, is, is correct, whether we like it or whether we don't like it. Uh, but how we react to these things is going to say a lot about who we are and who our God is. Verse 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Now, this is not saying, I want to make a disclaimer here, this is not saying that we need to obey everything that a government official says. Uh, We've done uh, podcasts on this before. You can go back and look. But in a nutshell, um, you know, the, this, some of this stuff was written specifically to kind of the, the zealots of the time where they were uh, people who did not believe that they were under any obligation uh, for anything uh, when it came to the government. They, uh, they said that God was their government, that uh, they were going to obey him. They weren't going to pay taxes because that was, that was a, a, um, not, not a God thing. God uh, uh, was, was who they were going to obey, and they weren't going to obey anything when it came to the government. That's not a godly um, philosophy to have, that God did set up our governmental system. Because why? Because he's a God of order. He set up the institution. He does not, he's not a God of anarchy. And so uh, we were uh, instructed here to obey that, that system. But it doesn't mean that we're to obey every single foolish thing that some government official says, and and that is very clear. Um, again, we you know we could go on and on about that, but uh, you know we've covered that a little bit, and we'll probably cover it in the future some more. Um, <clears throat> but let me read this again. This is verse fifteen. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put silence to the ignorance of foolish people. Many that are in our places and positions of power today that we can see are foolish people. And they're going to do foolish things. But live as as people who are free, it says in verse 16. We need to live as people who are free. Because we are. We are free. And we do have many freedoms that oftentimes we take for granted. And we need to remember that no matter whether or not there are foolish people in positions or not, we are a free people and we've been blessed. Verse 18, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to do the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, 
one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was uh, reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on that tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Again, he's not saying that we have a mandate to obey every unjust thing that the government says. That's not what he's saying. But we will suffer because we stand for the truth. When we stand for the truth, there will be foolish people who will come against us. That is a guarantee. But we are not to sin in our suffering. When we suffer, people are watching. And Jesus Christ is our model, and he did suffer for us. Jesus Christ is our model of how to act in our suffering. And he came against the unjust authority, but he did not sin. He did come against those that were in authority, that were unjust. And he did speak out against those, and he did work to, to, to do the just thing. But he did not sin while doing it, and he did not go to the extreme. I, 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 want to, I want to bring us to 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. And it says, First of all then, I urge that the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions. We are to pray for all these people. We are to be on our knees. We are to pray for our leaders. And it even highlights here quote, all who are in high positions, unquote. So we know that that if God is highlighting the fact that we are to pray for everyone and he highlights those that are in high positions for kings and in the, those that are in high positions, then we know that it's something he definitely wants us to do. He has highlighted it for us. We are to be on our knees and praying. We're to pray for those that we agree with and we're to pray for those that we don't. Those that are in those positions, they have some high responsibilities. And yes, some of those people that are in those positions are not going to take on their, their responsibilities. and They're not going to handle their positions wisely. We know that. But that does not preclude us from, from not being the ones to pray for them. We are thankful for the country we live in, aren't we? We should be thankful for the country that we live in. And we should remember the freedoms and the blessings that we have in this country. Yes, some of those are going, are going to be encroached on. Some of those freedoms are going to be encroached on. Yes, that is the case. But how we handle it is going to save volumes to people who are watching. And when we handle it correctly, we glorify God. Let, let me read one more. It's in 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3. And you probably know this one might be able to, to say it without even looking it up. But it says here, 
If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. You see, let's make sure that we do everything in love. That yes, we can be angry. Yes, we can be disappointed. Yes, we can be hurt. Yes, we can be offended. We can be scared. It's, it's, it's okay. Yes, God is not a, a God of fear. But we are not God. And we do get into, into those, uh, those things oftentimes. And it's, and it's okay. How do we deal it with that? We need to make sure that we deal with those things in love. We can be the wisest of the wise. And we will be brought low. Why? Because we have not love. We need to make sure that what we say and what we do during these times, whether they be things that we agree with or things that we don't, we need to make sure that we do it in a loving way. And we do it in a way that glorifies God, even in times of suffering, because of unjust and foolish people. So this is just, just like I say, it's, it's, I know it probably sounds more like a sermon than anything else. You know, I apologize. But, you know, we, we need to get back to uh, what the Bible says as far as what we need to do, even in times that are very difficult. And, uh, and, and I would encourage, you know, those uh, that, that uh, you know, that feel like I do, <laughs> that have that, that, that intense passion in, inside of them uh, for uh, wanting to do the right thing and to seek after truth and to, and to, um, to see that played out uh, within our government and that type of thing, uh, to, to do the right thing. And, and that means that we, we are going to, uh, you know, try to, to help those that would lead in those ways and to, to run for those positions and to run ourselves or whatever. But I would also say that whether or not that's what you're going to do, uh, we all need to respond to this time in a very godly, loving way. And God, God will, will honor that. As we glorify Him, God will honor that. And that is what we need to do as Christians. If you agree with me, if you don't agree with me, I would love to hear. Uh, you can always contact us directly by email. And that email address is fouruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's four, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.